What's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. It is Wednesday, uh, March 31st. It is night when I am recording this. Uh, watching the Avalanche beat down the Coyotes as I do this. Um, took a couple of days to kind of reflect on the season and stuff. It's it's a bummer that it came to an end the way that it did. Going out with back-to-back losses is less than ideal, even if it's CNIT. But, you know, it's only the, the fourth time in, in program history where the Rams were able to win 20 games in back-to-back seasons. And, you know, this group, they, they should be really proud of that. That's definitely something to accomplish. And I think based on, you know, what this team did this year, there's plenty of reason to be optimistic moving forward. That's obviously been a consistent theme. I think anybody that follows CSU basketball feels that way. Um, we're going to get into all of that. Going to talk about the J.R. Blunt situation. He's obviously no longer with the program. Um, big blow to the Rams. Big blow to the Rams. Happy for him, but it sucks for CSU. Uh, Going to talk about uh, the March Madness. It's been a blast. My bracket is just destroyed. Uh, <laughs> absolutely tanked. Oh, I was feeling so confident going into <laughs> going into the weekend, you know, slash Monday, Tuesday games and it just it it went to fire so quickly, Ugh. but uh, before we get into all of that, got to shout out the homies at Chevalier Mortgage. They are our presenting sponsors. You know you've probably heard how great the mortgage rates are right now. Mike in Virginia, they're not just your typical mortgage company. Yeah, they've got great rates, but what separates them from everybody else is that Mike is a certified financial planner. He's going to look at so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan. They're a small family-owned company, so you'll always feel like a person, not a number. Gotta love that personal touch. But whether you're looking at refinancing, you know, your current mortgage, or possibly buying a new home, Mike and Virginia, they will make the process as simple and smooth as possible. If you've ever gone through it before and you'd rather go get a root canal, I don't blame you. This is nothing like that. Visit dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Mike and Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat when you do. If you'd rather talk to somebody on the phone, give my guy Mike a ring at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Or you can always visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006, Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Cool, 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 cool. Um, I guess let's just jump right into it and, and talk about J.R. Blunt, who accepted a position on the Iowa State staff. He will follow T.J. Otzelberger, who, uh, of course, you know, made the jump from UNLV. They are longtime friends. They've known each other since they were teenagers. Um, JR has Midwest roots. You know, he was at Drake even before Medved, worked with Medved, and then, you know, followed him here, obviously. Really, really, really great coach. Um, he was a big part of what CSU did on a, on a day-to-day basis. I mean, as is, you know, Ali and Thorson and, Aaron Katsuma and, you know, the trainer Devante and, you know, even Joe Desmond and, and everybody, you know, I don't, I don't want to, if I didn't name you, I'm sorry. It's just an oversight at that point. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously losing JR is, is going to be a big deal. 
Um, we didn't get to watch, you know, practices this year or attend practices in person like we, you know, did in the last two years under Nico Medved. But, you know, just watching him every day, I mean, JR would be out working with the players. I mean, he was a big part of, you know, running, you know, the scout team and, you know, simulating looks for what CSU is going to face on a day-to-day basis. You know, losing that, that's obviously tough. He worked individually with a lot of guys, had a great impact on the guards, um, did some stuff with the big men too. I mean, it's not it's not like these guys only work with one position group only. I mean, they all have their areas where they specialize and kind of break into, you know, little individual stuff. But anyways, it's just going to be a big deal to, to lose him. Unfortunately, really, really happy for JR. He's a guy who I just really enjoyed interacting with, you know, and any time I got that opportunity, it was always just really a joy. I mean, he was really personable. That's kind of the fun thing about everybody on this staff. It's just such a different vibe from the last one. Very welcoming. I mean, they, they, they want you to understand that like they, they value the coverage and, and all that. It's just, it's fun. It's fun working with guys that get it. And that's, that's certainly the case with the people on this staff. This is, you know, kind of a personal tangent, but, you know, I'll never forget being at Cameron Indoor and, and just kind of walking around the court and, and being in awe of everything around me. I mean, it was a real, a real bucket list moment for me. One, just as a college basketball fan, somebody that, you know, grew up just watching so many games there. And God, I mean, it was, it was crazy to, to get to cover a game there and then go to a press conference with Coach K and, it was nuts. It was really, really nuts. Um, anyways, get, getting back on topic. Pre-game, you know, I'm like walking around the court, starting to fill in, and JR is sitting with Joe Desimon and Ali. They're they're all just kind of sitting, you know, close to the court talking. I I knew Joe pretty well at that point, and I was starting to know Ali. I didn't know JR quite as well at that point. Um but, you know, he kind of invited me over and was like, hey, man, like, how you doing? Thanks for making the trip out here. It's great to see you, all that. And we just kind of started talking about basketball and, you know, what it meant, you know, for the players. And I was just like, oh, you know, this is obviously going to be a tough matchup. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, it's not really what it's about. It's just it's about getting, you know, to accomplish something, you know, and, and you know, go on this amazing experience that, you know, so many of these players probably wouldn't have gotten to do otherwise. And I was just like, wow, you know, that's a that's a great perspective. Or that's what I was thinking. I, I didn't, you know, <laughs> obviously that wasn't I wasn't like, wow, great, you know, <laughs> perspective. But that's what I thought. I mean, I was like, oh, man, this guy, this guy gets it. What a cool guy. I would I would like to play for him. And, um, you know, after that. Basically, you know, before every game, anytime, you know, you're walking around, they'd always just be really friendly and. It was cool. It was it was cool getting to know him and, and some of these other guys. I, I mean, as of right now, everybody else on the staff is is still you know sticking around. Um, there there's some rumors about some of the other guys, so we'll have to see, you know, how it plays out. Kevin Lytle actually mentioned that in his report. He initially broke the news. Kevin Lytle of the Fort Collins Coloradoan. I want to give credit to him. Iowa State did put out a press release announcing it, but. You know, he he broke that news and uh, he's a good dude. And I just want to make sure he got credit for that. But um, yeah, so we'll have to see what happens um, moving forward. And hopefully you can keep everybody. Like I said, there are some rumors that, you know, Aaron Katsuma, who's the, you know, the director of operations, he could be 
in position for a, a P5 job. We'll have to follow that. Uh, Dave Thorson as well. I I have a hard time seeing Thorson leave. Just at this stage of his life, it, it seems like, I don't know, it just kind of seems like him and Nico are kind of in this together. I could be wrong. I mean, you know, especially if he had an opportunity to go back to Minnesota or something like that. But it it, it seems to me like they're kind of a, a package deal. Like if Nico gets promoted somewhere, I imagine Thorson will follow him. Or I, I don't even want to use the term promoted. If he, you know, if he took another job somewhere, I imagine Thorson would follow him. Or if he sticks around, I imagine Thorson would stick around as well. The younger guys, I mean, they obviously, you kind of have to get different experience and, and work your way up the chain. And so it makes sense if, if they get opportunities elsewhere if, that they would jump on them. There's always the possibility that, you know, somebody could get promoted now. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what they do with that coaching vacancy, what type of guy they try and bring in to fill that role. Because, you know, losing JR hurts you from a recruiting perspective. It hurts from a day-to-day perspective. And you're going to have to find somebody to try and try and replace that. And that's not an easy task. You know, like I said earlier, I'm really happy for JR and his family. And I I fully expect J.R. Blunt to be a head coach at the D1 level within the next like five years, probably. I mean, I even said earlier, if Nico were to get a job that they should consider promoting him because that's how much I I value what he brings. It's it's just unfortunate for CSU because, you know, one of the greatest strengths or, you know, what one of their presumed greatest strengths will be moving forward is just that continuity. I mean, you don't want to lose players, obviously, but you don't want to lose people on the staff either. I mean, that's really been a, a great part about what Nico Medved's been able to do here these first couple of years is they've been able to keep everybody around. They're not, you know, having people jump ship left and right. That's, you know, obviously not the case in football. I mean, my goodness, how many times have they had to replace the recruiting staff for football over the last like seven to eight years? It's been a, just a constant revolving door. And I'm not even saying... You know, I'm not trying to take shots at football or anything like that. It's just been unfortunate. They've obviously hired good people because they've, they've all been poached by P5 schools. So, I mean, it's not like they're making bad hires or anything like that. It's just been hard to keep anybody around. And because of that, it's it's hard to establish success if you don't have the same people in the office, you know, day in, day out, that understand the vision, that understand what they're trying to accomplish. That's been the greatest part about the the basketball program and, you know, why they've been able to win 20 games in back-to-back seasons after, let's face it, you know, CSU was pretty much in a dumpster fire position when Medved came in. They had, you know, kind of a transition year, and since then they've had a ton of success. Well, the big reason they've been able to do that is just everybody, you know, in the program has that same vision. They understand the type of players that CSU needs to go go and get. You know, it's it's not just talent. It's, it's the right fit. It, it's hard to have that type of, you know, vision, you know, be in line and and have everybody be on the same page when you're having to replace coaches. So hopefully you don't have to, you know, replace a bunch more. We'll just kind of have to see though. That's always the tough part of of having success, you know, at the G5 level. It's, it's (laughs) just a product of winning. Unfortunately, the bigger schools, they're like, oh man, they're doing something right. Now, this, this situation with J.R. Blunt, it's a little bit more unique just given the relationship that he and Otzelberger have. They go way, way back. But, I mean, we see it all the time. It's just 
think about how Utah State fans feel right now. You know, they've been, you know, the bell of the ball the last couple of years. And then Craig Smith, what's he do? He jumps for Utah. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? Could you imagine if, you know, let's say, you know, Tad Boyle moved on from Colorado and, you know, Nico Medved took that job, how big of a villain he would become in Fort Collins. I mean, man, that's, whew. I, I look forward to Utah and Utah State hopefully playing. I've, I saw a lot of jokes from Utah State fans online talking about how they won't even get a chance to, you know, like express their displeasure or whatever because uh, Utah typically kind of runs from Utah State. We know, we know what that feeling's like here in Fort Collins, though, don't we, guys? <laughs> uh, anyways, um, oh man, went on a tangent there. But yeah, I mean, that's that's what happens when you win. Unfortunately, at this level, they, the bigger schools come a knocking, and you hope that you know some of these guys wouldn't just jump for, you know, any position. But it's different when you're trying to work your way up the coaching ranks. So it's it's obviously a different perspective when you are a you know, an assistant versus a head guy. So it's it's a great opportunity for J.R. Blunt. I don't think anybody would doubt that. I just kind of wanted to talk about what it means, you know, from from CSU's perspective and, and what to kind of think about moving forward. I think we, we kind of covered that. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the rest of the staff moving forward. Hopefully you can keep it together. And, and same with the roster. It's it's craziness out there. If you follow, you know, like verbal commits or anything like that online, it's feels like every 30 seconds to a minute, you see a tweet about somebody else, you know, entering the transfer portal. And it's the wild, wild West out there right now. I'm not one of those guys. that's going to be like the transfer portals ruining college basketball. Um, but it's definitely changing college basketball. I mean, it's a lot harder to keep your roster intact. And, you know, that's unfortunate for a school like CSU, just because, you know, that's, you know, how you're going to be able to build a winner, I think, consistently is by bringing guys in and developing them. I mean, you're not necessarily going to go to the tournament year in and year out, but you have a chance to contend every year and, you know, put yourself in position to go every couple of years or, you know, every other year, something like that. If you recruit the right guys consistently and you coach them up and you, you, you know, do what you can to keep everybody in town. And hopefully, you know, if you do that, you'll, you'll be able to, you know, reach the tournament fairly consistently or fairly frequently over the course of a, you know, five, six year span. Maybe you make like three or four tournaments. That'd be pretty good. That'd be pretty dang good. If you ask me, the caveat is obviously, you know, it, what, what do you do if your best guys start getting poached or people just start transferring left and right? As of right now, that hasn't really been a problem. It, it can change really quickly. I mean, I, it wouldn't be shocking if we saw like one guy leave, maybe two guys leave. We'll have to see. As of right now, you know, CSU, they have an open scholarship because of uh, what happened with Iggy, uh, Ignis Arguinas. He obviously decided to leave the program um, before the season, and we wish him well. You, you don't want to have to replace too many scholarships, so at that point, it becomes, becomes kind of tricky, especially right now. <laughs> um, it's just going to be interesting to see, you know, kind of what happens here. There's like 1,600 dudes in the transfer portal, so... You know, at some point, the grass isn't always greener. I mean, these guys, I think they have the the right to explore all their options and all that. It's just, it's hard to build a winner if if you, you know, have guys with one foot out the door constantly or, you know, they run at the, the first sign of trouble or something like that. You do need some guys that are willing to 
to kind of stick it out because there's going to be ups and downs and that's that's a part of any program i mean even even if you're a blue blood i mean there's going to be good years there's going to be bad years look at you know duke and kentucky and north carolina and i mean even kansas to it to an extent this year i know they made the tournament but you know they weren't the the strong brand that they're used to being they had tough seasons you think everybody on the team's going to transfer now no there'll be a few guys but you just you need to stick it around and Speaking with, you know, CSU specifically, it, it'd be really big if you could keep almost everyone or ideally everybody in town just because, you know, one of the greatest strengths of this roster was just the depth that they had. I mean, they were able to go like nine deep this year, and that's awesome. I mean, if all nine of those guys come back, plus you're able to add an impact transfer, and I think, you know, maybe you explore the possibility of another big or if you could add another wing, I think that'd be great. You know, somebody that could shoot. I think I think that's you know best case scenario, but anyways, just with the with the transfer portal situation, it's going to be interesting to see how it you know kind of impacts some of these programs. We've already seen Wyoming; they lost Quan Marble. He's going to Loyola Marymount. Uh, the Buffs have like six dudes transferring out, including Jariah Horn, who transferred from Tulsa to Colorado. Now he's going back to Tulsa. <laughs> really odd situation, but I mean it's craziness right now. The transfer portal; it's not quite like free agency, but we're, we're basically having as much movement as it. So it's crazy. It's crazy. We're going to see how it impacts CSU. Um, hopefully they can add an, an impact transfer without losing. Anybody was really the main point of this rant over the last couple of minutes. Um, I think we basically covered all the CSU stuff. So I'm going to move on and I'm going to talk about March madness, which has been, uh, just an absolute blast upsets galore. Uh, but before we do some quick words from our partners, 68 teams have entered the tournament. Only the best have survived. Gonzaga, Baylor, who will it be? It's been a clash of the titans all year. It looks like that's what it's coming down to. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if the team that you choose wins, you win $100. That's 100 to 1 odds. It's that simple. You can even pick one of the powerhouses that I just mentioned, Gonzaga or Baylor, any college basketball team that's still in the hunt, and you can get 100 to 1 odds. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. And don't worry, if college basketball isn't for you, they have special offers and daily odds boosts on pro basketball, hockey, golf, baseball, so much more. You name it, they have the odds. DraftKings, it is a whole lot of fun. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up for your chance to turn $1 into $100. If the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win, that's the code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to shout out the homies over at Breckenridge Brewery. The farmhouse, it's open. It's socially distanced. It's a beautiful setup for outdoor dining. If you're more comfortable at home, you can still order curbside pickup from 12 to 8 p.m. They offer beer delivery via the Drizzly app. Or, I mean, you can always head to the nearest grocery store like King Supers, Costco, um, Walmart, whatever it is, 
You can always hop on the Breck Brew locator. It'll tell you the closest place near you with Breck Brews. It's so awesome. Um, but again, I, I really, really recommend that you go check out the farmhouse. If you're down, call 303-803-1380 from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can use DNVR as your code to save $5. They'll even bring it out to your car for you. They've got Avalanche Beer, Strawberry Sky, Vanilla Porter. They've got seltzers now. I mean, Breck, they're changing the game. Shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Got a lot of love for them. All right, all right, all righty then. Let's um, let's talk a little March Madness. And I kind of joked about this earlier, but man, my my bracket is toast. I gotta give credit where credit is due. Um, shout out to UCLA. Shout out to Mick Cronin and the Bruins. I didn't even think that UCLA should make the tournament. They lost four games to close the regular season. I just, I felt like their, you know, regular season resume was incredibly mediocre. And they've come into the tournament on fire. They're just on an insane, insane run. Um, I, man, Michigan, they, they kind of choked in that one. I'm not going to lie, but I'm not going to be a hater. UCLA. I mean, to go from the first four in to the final four, that's absolutely insane. I will say they're about to go up against a buzzsaw because Gonzaga is incredible. They've got two top 15, you know, NBA prospects, and those aren't even the guys that are like carrying them. It's all been about Drew Timmy of late. He He's just been incredible. I mean, he's out there with the mustache, flexing on people, stroking the mustache, um, that sounded like a sexual innuendo, but it's not. He's literally like, you know, taking his fingers and running it through his mustache to, you know, flex on his opponents. Gonzaga players are are pretending to pick up dimes off the floor when they give out great pass. They're just they're just an insane team. I mean, I I don't really know how anybody can expect to beat them at this point. I mean, to go undefeated is is really, really tough to do. They would be the first undefeated champion since 1976. So I don't want to like get ahead of myself too much at this point because they do have to win two more games. And as we know, these are the two hardest to win, but I just, I mean, with what we've seen from them, I, I, I really think that they're kind of running away with it. I mean, all year we kind of expected it to be Gonzaga versus Baylor. And we were supposed to get that game early in the regular season. It didn't happen due to COVID. And I'm kind of glad that it didn't happen to be honest, because now there's, you know, a lot of, of mystery and intrigue going into the matchup. And it's it's going to be the game, I think, that we should end up with. I mean, there's been a lot of absurdity in the NCAA tournament so far. I mean, a lot of crazy upsets like Oral Roberts, obviously. And even, I mean, some of the other ones like Ohio over Virginia was a lot of fun. UCSB came so close, so close. I wanted to see Ja'Cory McLaughlin get his chance to make a run. Um, that didn't happen. It's just been a it's been an, an absurd tournament, a lot of craziness, a lot of weirdness. But in the end, I think we're going to end up with the best two teams in college basketball. And that's, I think, you know, ideal in this scenario. You know, I'll be honest, I'm I'm pulling for Gonzaga. I, I want to see the small school. I know at this point, I mean, calling Gonzaga like a mid-major basically feels disingenuous. They are in every sense of the word. It's a small Jesuit school in the West Coast Conference, but obviously the brand of Gonzaga basketball is much superior of, I mean, like they're more recognizable in the last decade than a lot of power five programs, but 
I, I want to see them pull it off. They've obviously come close. Uh, we've got the uh, the UCLA Gonzaga rematch. Obviously, the the crazy Adam Morrison game. Everybody remembers him. Um, and and Baylor, who is going up against Houston, I I think that you know Baylor is a fun team. I just have a hard time rooting for anything Baylor athletics. If if we're if we're being completely honest here, honesty hour. I just, I even think Drew's a good coach. I just, you know, it's so slimy with everything we know. I know it was mostly on the football side, but it feels like we're just learning new stuff about Baylor constantly. Maybe that's not fair of me. Um, but like I said, I, I want to get the Baylor-Gonzaga game, but then I'm hoping that Gonzaga beats them because I do think that when they are playing up to their potential, there's just not really anybody that can hang with them. And that, and that even includes Baylor, like, I could see a situation where Gonzaga wins that game by 10 points even. I mean, that's how good they are. They just they play unselfishly. They're talented. They're they're everything a basketball team should be. They're a coach's dream. They're definitely a coach's dream. And I'm I'm looking forward to this weekend. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh two really good games on Saturday should be a blast. I'll I'll talk about it a little bit more as we get closer. Um but we're going to we're going to talk more CSU over the next couple of days. Going to talk spring ball um we're gonna get into some fun off-season stuff as well so it's it's gonna be that you know weird time of year where there's no teams in action volleyball even just wrapped up but you know we've still got softball and you know a little bit of track stuff but you know we're basically wrapping up here and, and we're getting into the off-season time and it's always a little bit wonky you know maybe we'll re- revisit some of the ncaa football stuff or you know ncaa basketball i was thinking about creating the csu roster and then you know playing some games it's like NCAA basketball 09, so not great graphics or anything like that, but it could be fun. Um, we'll just have to see. Anyways, um, should be a fun couple of days. Baseball's back. I uh, I got to shout out the homies over at DNVR Rockies. They, they've at least gotten me to a point where I'm intrigued. I mean, I'll see how it plays out. I'm, I'm still very frustrated by what happened in the offseason, but hey. I love baseball. I, I Just how can you not be romantic about baseball? Maybe, you know, when your owner doesn't care about winning and your GM's a freaking twerp, but <laughs> overall, I love the game. So I guess I'll tune in. There's not a whole lot else going on in the summertime. I mean, it's, it's you know, our America's pastime or whatever. I don't know. I'm trying to get myself excited again. DNVR Rockies guys, they've done a great job of of at least, you know, pointing out that with the the pitching that's in place and some of the other guys, they they're not going to be good, but... They shouldn't lose 100 games. <laughs> I guess that's the bar I'm at right now. Don't lose 100 games, Rockies, please. Oh, that's so depressing. Anyways, um, you know, opening day tomorrow should be should be fun. At least it's another sport to follow. That's where I'm at. All right, we'll be back with more content throughout the week. We've got another draft pod coming up. Um, we're really going to revamp up the, the NFL draft coverage over the next month over at DNVR. Make sure that you're checking all of that out. Um, got the Ohio State Pro Day stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about defensive backs. It's just a great time to be a football fan in the Mile High City. Things are looking up for the Broncos. They are looking up uh, for CSU as well, and that's what I'm going to talk about in the coming days. All right, shout out to everybody that subscribes. I'm going to get some written content up as well, some big picture stuff on CSU basketball, what it meant this season, CSU football moving forward, all of that stuff. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to you know, having some time to be able to really do some big picture stuff. Anyways, that's all I've got. Much love. Peace.
I only seem to write when the words they don't come to me I'm staring at this page and I swear it stares back at me Read between the lines, see the blank and all the happenings It's been 35 and I ain't even wrote like half a thing Rhymes that make sense but more lines that didn't I was walking with my headphones heavy bumping pivot Simplistic white pages, they dreaming we were famous They say they like the cadence, mark the summers like cicadas And features those ain't favors, my mood rings an alligator Spit like Vader with the saber, steady kicking it like Prater Staring at white paper, it's habitual behavior Check the flavor, that's some sage advice But confidence a great disguise And certain lines are idolized Like yeah, I'm fine and I don't mind It's out of sight, it's out of mind And I've been dwelling on my past Just to see what I can find Lost and found memories of places I designed And my imagination's different now But I swear that I can shine